Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. This is Pastor Emma Mukisa, Senior Pastor, Word of Truth Ministries. And I welcome you to our um, midweek service. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you so much for being part of this, uh, wherever you're watching this video from. Uh, um, I want to encourage you first, share the video with your world. Let other people get to know about about this meeting. Praise the Lord. It's part of love. It's part of our participation now in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, um, uh, I want to share with us today. I want to share with us today uh, in line with what I was talking about on Sunday. The wonders of uh, the resurrection. Glory to God. That love that we saw. Glory to God. Uh, um, last Sunday, uh, we talked about what brought Jesus, the purpose, realizing the purpose of Christ, why he came in the first place, why he had to die, and then we saw the resurrection. But we want to give, a, I want to I wanna bring another a good picture. I, wa I want to paint another picture, even a broader picture in line with the same, so that we may be able to know how we come into the equation. All right, we have known how we come into the equation, but I want to show us our identification with him. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. In his uh, death, his burial, his resurrection, glory to God. How we come into, how we come on the scenes, blessed be God. Hallelujah. Very important, glory to God. It's very important for you to understand your identity in Christ. Very, very important. Why? Because if you don't know who you are, you will settle in with who you're not. Glory to God. You will believe every other information that you hear around where people are defining you and they are defining, you know, defining you. But what, they, what do they use to define you? Glory to God. The word of God has already defined you. And his report is worth taking. Glory to God. Why? Because his report concerning you is the only truth. Is the only truth concerning you. Did you hear me? God's report concerning you. God's report of you is the only report worth believing. Well, because it is the truth. Glory to God. Other reports might be facts, might be factual. They are based on the senses. They are based on what you see, what you have experienced, what you can hear, watch. Praise the Lord. But his report of you is based on his realm of truth. Glory to God. It's based on his perspective, his perception of you. Glory to God. Not on what you have done or what you are about to do. His report of you is based on what he has done and what Christ has already settled. Glory to God. That's the reason why his report of you is worth believing. Blessed be God forever. Glory to God. So last time we saw um, how he took our place. Glory to God. Looking at his purpose. Amen. Because we're celebrating resurrection, and I said you cannot celebrate a resurrection without knowing the death. And you cannot know the death without knowing purpose for the death. Praise the Lord. Knowing reason for the dying, 
Jesus, I told you, did not die as a martyr. Uh, uh, he didn't die for his belief. Glory to God. That because he believed something that he was willing to die for, praise the Lord, that he was dying. Just No, he died as a sacrifice. Glory to God. He died as a, subs, uh, as a substitution. Glory to God. He died in your place, in your stead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He took on your place and died in your stead. That's him. His death is a death of love. It's because of love that he died. While we were dead in sin, he, Christ, died. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, I want to bring us to a wonderful place. Glory to God. A, wonder, a wonderful place of, um, of knowledge. Glory to God. And even as we know, we will walk in the consciousness that Christ has of us. Glory to God. And as we carry that consciousness in life, who live the life that he expects us to live. Glory to God. Well, because you see, the life in Christ now is not supposed to be lived according to our terms. The life in Christ is not lived basing or according to your terms. You don't live it the way you want to live it. You don't live it any way you choose to live it. No, you're supposed to live it <clears throat> Excuse me. You're supposed to live it on his terms. Are we together? Let me just uh, take us first to show you what I'm talking about. Glory to God. Before we even go, go deeper in the teaching, let me just show you something. Second Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning from uh, um, verse 14. Now, I'm going to be talking about our identification with Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But our identification in his becoming sin. Praise the Lord. In his dying. Praise the Lord. His burial. His fight. Praise the Lord. The battle that went on. He's facing, he's facing the, the devil. That battle in hell. And his resurrection, his being made alive and his resurrection, his enthronement, our identification with him. Let's go. All right. I said that life right now is not supposed to be lived based on our standards. We don't live it the way we want to live it. We live it based on his terms. Why? Because verse 14 says, for the love of Christ controls us, constrains us because we thus judge. That if one die for all, then we're all dead. If one die for all, then we're all dead. Did you notice that? You get it? Now that is the sacrifice. He's dying in, you know, his death. He was not dying for himself. He had not committed any sin. Are we together? He was not a sinner. So why is he dying? I'm going to bring us where I was saying. Why is he dying? Why is he dying? If he was known a sinner and death was only for, listen to me, God did not design man in the first place to die. Are you with me? He did not design man to die. Death didn't come from God's design. Are we together that God designed man and said, all right, um, 
as I've made your life now, you will die on this time and you know. No, it was not. God had made man after his likeness. He had made man in his own image. And God doesn't die. Praise the Lord Jesus. But what happens now? When man sins, death came into the world as a result of sin. Are you with me? So, he that was not a sinner did not qualify for death. Do you understand? Well, because death is a reward. <laughs> did you hear that? We read you, I read you last time, uh, uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 23. It says, the wages, hmm? the wages, the payment of sin is what? Death. But the free gift of righteousness is of life. Listen, the wages of sin, the wages of sin is death. That means death is a reward. You get it? Not a reward. Is is a payment. Is a payment. A payment for, for sin. Still, still reward will qualify still. You get it? It's a reward. You have done something. And so this, you receive this as a result of what you have done. You get it? As a result of what has just happened. So, death came as a result of sin. So, if a man was without sin, did not qualify for death, what does that mean? Even if you wanted to kill them, they cannot die. Why? Because they are without sin. Death is only possible with sin present. Why? Because death is. Death is not accidental. I know they have made death look like a champion. He's not a champion anymore. It was disarmed, defeated, beat down. Praise the Lord. Now listen. Uh, death comes in as a result of sin. So if a man is righteousness, is righteous, is righteous, death is not part of their reward. Are we together? It's not. All right. Let's see. So, why did Jesus die? Jesus died because he had become sin. Glory to God. I wanted to first explain something, but I'm already in the message. Glory to God. Just to tell you that why we don't live by our times. I will, I will show it to you later. But let us go. <clears throat> so, verse 14 says, For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge, that if one died for all, then we're all dead. How come one died for all? How does that happen? In the Garden of Gethsemane, he says that, Lord, no my will but yours be done. He accepted the will of the Father. The will of the Father, the reason why Jesus came in the first place. Excuse me. Came in the first place. He's, he came to save. The Bible says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. How was he going to save that which was born to die? It was through death. Are you with me? But he could not die because he was a righteous man. Are we together? And Jesus' is birth, Jesus' is birth, Jesus was a by, uh, should I say by title? <laughs> was God the son of uh, who? Joseph. But he was not the son of Joseph. He's known as the son of David. He was the son of the promise. He was the son of God. He did not. He wasn't. 
He, the reason why Jesus did not sin or was not a sinner is because he was not after, he was not born, regenerated from Joseph. Are you with me? He didn't come from a fallen sperm. Did you hear that? Jesus' birth was without man. You get it? If Joseph had given birth to Jesus, that it was Joseph's, Joseph's sperm that gave birth to Jesus, Jesus would have been born as a sinner. Why? Because it would have been a continuation of a fallen state. Are you with me? Why? Because Joseph had come from somewhere. Are you with me? But now Jesus doesn't come from that fallen state. Fallen sperm. He comes from the very sperm of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> that is the word of God. First Peter chapter 1 verse 2, verse 23 says that being born again, not of a corruptible sperm, corruptible seed. Amen. But of the incorruptible Incorruptible word, stomach. It's incorruptible spam, which is the word of God that lives and abides forever. It's a seed. Are you with me? So Jesus was born of the heavenly seed, godly seed. Praise the Lord. Of the word of God. Most the word of God put on flesh. So he did not come from the line of Joseph. He came from the line of God. He came just like Adam, Adam in the first place came. Praise the Lord. Adam came how? He did not come from a natural man. No, it was a seed of God. The word of God that was spoken and then God made a body for it and then put that word in him. Praise the Lord. In this body. Are you with me? When God said, let us create man in our own image and likeness. And in the image of God created him male and female. It was out of the words that God spoke that man came into being. Are we together? Hallelujah. Man as a spirit being. And then what happens? He makes a body for him. When he makes a body for him, that body was not alive until that spirit being that was created of God was released into this body breathed into his nostril and so man became a living soul are you with me so that's what happens is 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 that that was the first order man came from god are you with me so the second adam now comes from god still are we together all these words that were prophesied and spoken became flesh and dwelt among us are you with me so now mary was the earth now that God was going to make a body for this seed to dwell? All right, let me just continue. <laughs> that being beautiful, I was passing out. All right, let's continue. So, what happens? Jesus is born now without sin. Without sin, why? Because he's not a continuation of Joseph. No, he is a beginning of another time. Are you with me? He has come into being just like Adam came into being. Are we together? But he puts on now, God uses the, 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 the body of Mary to give body, frame to this seed. And so he's born as 
a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. Are you with me? Why? Because it is still seed, but it's a God seed. So it's God. Are you with me? But he has put on the body, completely the body of man, because he's from a Mary. Are you with me? But this lady had not known man. Glory to God. So God uses a clean body. Amen. And so Jesus is born. Are we together? Glory to God. So he was without sin. And then as he was born like that, it's not a continuation of a regenerated sin. You know, this generational sin that was going on. But he is coming in as a new being. I mean, as a, another Adam. Now without sin. So if Jesus was to become a sinner, it was because it would be because of what he has done. But he did not sin. He was tempted like we are tempted, but he never sinned. What happens? He stayed clean and perfect. He was as righteous as he was at birth. Are you with me? So now, how can that righteous man come to a place of dying? Well, because death is a reward. Death is a wage. Are you with me? And Jesus did not do anything that would qualify him for dying. Do you understand what I'm saying? He did not sin. So because he did not sin, then he could not qualify to die. He could not die. Why? Because a righteous man cannot die with a, a, a reward of a sinner. Death is a reward. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. That's the truth. That's what the Bible says. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. It's, 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 it's death. And then even in, uh, I read in uh, 1 Corinthians 15. He says this thing of death is sin. Are you with me? So without sin, death is powerless. It cannot be death. It cannot kill nobody. But because it can only operate as a result of sin. Are you with me? So now, now what happens is, now, Jesus takes up a place. Um, when in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says, when he accepted the will of, of the Father. Now, what happens? In verse, we are still in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In verse 21, he says, For he made him to be seen for us. Are you with me? The great substitutionary work. We are united with him. How are we united with him? Because he has taken our place. Are you with me? When he accepted the will of the Father to die for us, to die for us, to die in our place, to take up our stead and take on that place and die in our stead, what happens? He became who we were. He was made the sin for us. Are we together? Man, man had a sinful nature. So it was not because of what man did. It was because of who man was. By nature was a sinner. Are we together? By nature was a sinner. He had the nature of the devil, the sinful nature itself. Are we together? But what does Jesus do? Jesus becomes... Now listen to me. I told you last time that we did not become sinners because of sinning. You sinned because you were a sinner. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, the actions that followed... The actions we did did not were not the ones that defined us as sinners. You should understand that. Well, because some people define there is a difference between a fruit and root. Are you with me? 
Fruit comes as a result of a plant that is rooted. Sin, sinning was a fruit. It came because our roots were sin. Praise the Lord. So, sin is what we did, what we did. Now, what we did to sinning and whatever is not what made us sinners. Who we were is what made us are we together? So sin was a result of nature. Men did sin because they were by nature sinners. Are you with me? So now what happens here? God makes him sin for us. Who knew no sin? He knew no sin. So what happens? Because he did not sin, because he had never sinned, he qualified to be our substitution. Why? Because he had no reason for dying. So if he has said, let me pay, he had enough money to pay for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me say this. It is like, um, let me give you this. Um, let's say you have a debt in a bank. I can't pay for your debt if um, I, have a, a, another, I have a debt myself in the same bank. Are you with me? I can't pay. Why? Because when I go there for paying, they will arrest me. <laughs> Are you with me? Why? Because you can't. What will you use? You, you yourself, you have a debt. Jesus did not have a debt. Are you with me? He had enough righteousness to cover us all. So what happens? He stood up and said, as a man who had never sinned, it had not been there since the beginning of man. It's the beginning of man. Adam was the only one first who had not sinned. When he sinned, everything about man became sin. So what happens? The second Adam comes in Jesus now without sin. Now what does he do? He did not commit sin. He was tempted but never sinned. So what happens? At the end now, he chooses to take up our place by love. He chooses to pay in our stead. What does he do? He takes the debt on himself to pay for the sin he never committed. He comes in as our substitution. He takes on our sinful nature. When he took on that place, when he took on that nature, what happens? He united with you. He became one with you. You were the reason why Jesus became sin. You were the true material that he had to use in order to die. And you will be. So what happens? Right there, when he was made sin, he united with us. Did you hear me? He united with us. And we, right there, because verse 14 says that we thus judge that if one died for all. Now what happens? Before the dying for all, he had to become sin for all. Are you with me? He had to become, he had to become simple. What, what is that? By he was made sin. He was made sin. Glory to God. And sin is who we were. Glory to God. By nature, we were sinners. We were, we were cut off from God. We had fallen short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. We had all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So what happens? Jesus takes up our place. When he takes up our place, he becomes who we are. Praise the Lord. When he became who we are, right there, right there, he was not Jesus. He was Emma. He was you. 
whatever your name is, right there. Why? Because it's not his sin that made him a sinner, my dear. It is your sin that made him sin. Are you with me? So right there when he became, he was made sin. He became you and I. Right there. Glory to God. So we are united with him right there. Glory to God. So now that he had become sin, when he became sin, the next thing that had to happen was death to receive the penalty of sin. Glory to God. The reward of sin, which is death. And so what happens? When he was put on that cross right there, we were in him. Because he had become us. And so we were in him. In that body of Jesus Christ, we were there. Glory to God. We were there. Why? Because he had taken up our place. And so when he was crucified, we were crucified with him. We were crucified with him. Are you with me? Crucified with him. Why? Because he was there in our place. And so right there, we were in him. In his crucifixion. Glory to God. And so what happens? He dies. When he died, he did not die for himself. He died for all. He died for all every one of us and so when he died for all of us now that's where romans that that's where we have been in uh in uh second corinthians 14 he says that we thus judge that if one died for all then we are all dead you get it so because he died for all then all men died right there they died and they died for their sins. Did you hear that? He died and we died in him for sin. And verse 15 says, Second Corinthians 5, we are in second one. Verse 15 says, That he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Glory to God. That's why I said you don't live. Now the Christian life is not lived according to your terms. Why? It's his terms. He died for you. When he died for you, you died. So now, if you are living, you are not living for you, because you died. Now, if you are living now, you are living for him. Now, if you are living for him, that means it's according to his dictates that you live. It is the way of, way, the way of living that he has described that you are supposed to live. You are not supposed to live for yourself, not for any other thing, but you are supposed to live for Christ who died for you. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I went there just to make the point. I was introducing, but it seems the introduction has taken its time. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. But guess what? So we were crucified with him. Paul speaks and says in, uh, in, um, in Galatians 2.20, glory to God, he says, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I was crucified. We were crucified with him. Glory to God. Your old man was crucified with Christ. Right there, why? Because it was not Christ on that cross. It was us on that cross. Because Christ has taken our place. So when he took our place, we were in him, in his death, in his death. When he died, glory to God. I want to show you something today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. 
Should we begin from Colossians? Let's go. Let's first read Colossians. Let's first read Colossians because it just brings out something. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. We begin from verse 12. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. He says, Buried with him in baptism. Hallelujah. Wherein also ye are raised with him through the faith of the operation of God. Who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh. Hath he quickened. Quickened mean given life. Glory to God. Made alive. Have he quickened together with him. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. That was against us. Which was contrary to us. And took it out of the way. Nailing it to the cross. To his cross. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are buried with him. Glory to God. Now. Baptism is a, a, a symbol of a burial. Glory to God. He's telling us, you see, when he was buried, we were buried with him. Why? Because we were crucified with him, we died with him, and we were buried with him. After being buried with him, something happens. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. If, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6, it says, Even when we were dead in sins, have he quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved and have raised us up together and made us sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Remember, now in Colossians, in Colossians 2, Colossians 2, Colossians 2, 2, 2, 2, 2. In Colossians 2, uh, in verse 15, 